This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. Yeah, presented by Yingling Flight. Flight by Yingling. Awesome, awesome, awesome light beer. That's how we got to uh, to Radio Row here in Las Vegas. Fueled by the greatest light beer on the planet, Yingling Flight. And if you're watching on the YouTube and Twitch stream, you see I'm sitting right next to our big Yingling Flight uh, poster right here. So we love that. As we welcome you back in, Ross Tucker is going to join us live here on Radio Row in the next segment. So he joins oh, us oh. joins us every Tuesday. Yeah, uh, We get to sit down with him. He gets to sit in the hot seat here. He's over sitting in his fancy DraftKings yeah. set right now recording his podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I kept waiting for a commercial break, and then I remembered he does like three podcasts. Right. And he just rolls through all of them with he's the a commercial machine. breaks. Yeah, yeah, he's a machine. So we'll sit down with him. We'll get his thoughts on the game and get his thoughts on... Uh, on, uh, on Radio Row here, Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, uh, is going to join us in about 20 minutes or so. Um, all right, Seth, I don't want you to shoot the messenger here. Um, I know that you've got your preference when it comes to how the Texans spend their money in free agency, yeah. particularly at the running back position. And you yeah. sold me on Derrick Henry. I want you to know that. Mm-hmm. But if there were, like the exercise Drew Doherty does with the mock drafts, yeah. where he takes like 30 mock drafts and does a composite and says, yeah. hey, this is what the mockers think the Texans are going to do. There's nine right, of them right, of the right. 30. If there were one for free agency, I feel like if you were doing a composite, I feel like Saquon Barkley might be the most free agented player to the Houston Texans. The most right mocked now. to the The most the mocked Texans. free agented running back to the Houston I, I, Texans. I think that. It would make a lot more sense for Josh Jacobs to come to the Texans. I'd be, I'd be very, very surprised if the Texans were targeting Saquon Barkley and wanted him because he's just he's not the type of runner that typically coaches in this system yeah. really want. Like they want guys that are going to churn out yardage on every snap um, as much as possible. Like, they, that it's at least three yards. He's a high every, variance guy. You three, and if you get te- if you get hit at two yards, then you you know you go down with four yards gained. Yep. Yeah, he's very boomer bust and and also like does not necessarily seek out the physical aspect of the game. Yeah. So I think that's Saquon Barkley. Right. Josh Jacobs seeks Josh Jacobs has no problem with physicality. No he does not. And I think it gets vertical and wants to get there. Saquon Barkley, I mean going back to college that's why people some people were skeptical of Saquon Barkley because yes he'd have these magnificent runs when things were good, mm-hmm. but not so much when things were bad. It's funny because Derrick Henry was kind of like that his first couple years in the league. It really took him uh, like, getting into Arthur Smith's scheme and getting really good at the outside zone. I know a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't think that 
they don't realize that Derrick Henry has thrived in an outside zone running scheme uh, before under Arthur Smith. They, they, they kind of envision him as this old school, you know, running power and counter mm-hmm. and everything type of guy. So, I, yeah, Josh Jacobs would make more sense. I don't, frankly, like you got to be, you got to be durable as hell to sell me on paying big money to a running back on a second contract. We just know now. It's been over a decade of guys getting their second contract and then just being nothing but a litany of injuries and failed expectations, except for a precious few like Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. Yeah. We like third contracts. I like a third contract. Because it means you're probably past the point where you're going to uh, hit that 27- or 28-year-old wall. I was trying to think of an analogy the other day, and I was thinking about like how cars used to be. Like, remember, like, these kids wouldn't understand this today. Kids, you used to go on a road trip with no real confidence that your car was going to make it the entire road yeah, trip. Yeah, cars are way more reliable. If you were going to drive, guys. like, 1,500 miles, you had to, like, have it in your mind that, like, oh, we might... We might get stuck next to a road, and I, it, like, yeah, I might, have, I might have to perform yeah. favors for somebody, yeah. and uh, to get out of there, big depending risk. on where we are. Yeah. So, like, I, but if you got one that was reliable mm-hmm. and like it, it proved that it was out of that lemon sure. phase, then by all means, you know, hold on to that vehicle. Uh, that's where Derrick Henry is. He's he's gotten out of the lemon phase. I'm just a messenger here again, yep. but these are the people that are bringing up Saquon's name. Kevin Patra of NFL. He's for part of the around the NFL guys. Yeah. Um, he has one piece of advice for all the AFC teams for this offseason. His piece of advice for the Texans, go big game hunting. <laughs> and he talks about how a fantastic story wow. they were last season. <laughs> Hang on one second. Okay. He's, they've got a bunch of free agents that they can still bring back with their cap space here. Dalton Schultz, Blake Cashman, Jonathan Grenard, Stephen Nelson, he names. Adding the likes of a Daniil Hunter or Legereus Need would make D'Amico Ryan's defense ex- exponentially more formidable on offense. How might Saquon Barkley look right. next to CJ Stroud? The, the first two, the first two recommendations, awesome. Yeah, but there's two things that drive me insane around free agency. One is that a like the A-list free agents, the majority of the time are abject busts. Like it's so to go big game hunting. It's really almost like, hey, prove your prove your you're serious by doing something really stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, be the lottery winner who goes out and blows all of his lottery winnings. Be that be that cautionary tale. It, but double down by doing it with yeah. a running back. Yeah. Hey, Texans, it's time. Go be stupid with your money. Is it weird that the fact that I'm in Vegas right now gives me a bigger stomach for the Texans going big game hunting? Like when I'm in Houston, I feel more conservative with Nick Casario yeah. and Cal McNair's money. But just being here in Vegas, I'm like, you know, this Saquon Barkley thing sounds pretty you've, good. You've forgotten all your vows. And allow me yeah. to double down on this 12 right here, Mr. I, Dealer. I don't even know. Now, and like Free agency work, signings do work out, and, sure. it's like, and it's worth spending the money at times. Just with running backs, it's... Yeah. The running backs, the, your chance of success just wipes out any amount of money Like if, if it's above and beyond what you think is a reasonable deal. Pro Football Focus has Saquon Barkley as their top-rated running back yeah. in the free agent class this year. 29th-rated free agent overall. Potential landing spots? Dallas Cowboys, Houston Texans. Yeah, I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't see. I honestly don't see D'Amico looking at Saquon Barkley. Okay. Like, looking at those three guys, uh, if you were to look at Saquon Barkley... Josh Jacobs and Derrick Henry. Yeah, I think that in terms of his, if you took all of the age and everything out of it, I think he would rank it: Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Saquon Barkley. Who, Nick or D'Amico? D'Amico would rank it. Okay. Yeah, would rank it that way. Yeah, yeah, um, I agree with you on that. Uh, can you be sold to by Marcus Spears? 
Yeah, Marcus Pierce pays attention to the Texans okay. going back to – he actually watched the games okay. uh, two years ago. I remember watching Marcus Spears and some of his opinions. I was like, oh, he's actually watching these Texans games. Yeah. So, okay. Okay, well, here's Marcus Spears saying the Texans should go get Saquon Barkley. Go get Saquon Ooh. is what this says on my page. Because this is the time that oh, we've talked about – this is the time that we've talked about finding out if you really have a guy – yeah. At the quarterback spot with a young rookie. Dan, you brought up the run game. but Not only in the run game, we see how much a dynamic back changes how people have to defend you. Think Jameer Gibbs in Detroit. Think CMC in San Francisco. Yeah. I, buddy, I was just going to say, he would be. Slow it. There, yes, he would be there, Christian McCaffrey. And that's exactly what came to my mind. So now we got a we got a rookie quarterback going into the second year who's proven that he can play at a very high level, even the level higher than most people thought a rookie could play at. Now you start adding these pieces before payday has to come, mm. right, and see how close you can get. I think Saquon would be a great fit. Yeah, I, I'm glad he brought up Christian McCaffrey because, uh, again, Josh Jake uh, – Christian McCaffrey is a lot more like Josh Jacobs than he is Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I think so too. Like I think that, stylistically, you know, yeah, and look, look, the 49ers went out on a limb bringing in McCaffrey because they they viewed him as kind of that last little keystone piece yeah. to to really complete they gave them draft that. capital and they're paying. Yeah, <laughs> except that Carolina paid for a huge chunk of that. But he's contract. still pretty high up for yeah, a running yeah. back. Yeah. So, but but he's that. All right, get vertical, and if I get hit, I don't care. I'm going to get some right. kind of positive yardage out of this, and is is a receiving threat as well. That's the part too. Josh Jacobs is a receiving threat compared to Derrick Henry. Yeah, there's a difference there. But it, I just I don't personally I don't want the Texans spending a boatload on running backs. Yeah, I don't know if the league has it in them to pay. Are there two teams out there they're going to pay? You know, one pay Saquon Barkley and one pay Josh Jacobs. Right. I don't know. I just don't want to be in a competition with those two teams if yeah. they exist. Yeah. Um, you brought this to my attention yesterday. This um, Diana Rossini quote about Mike Vrabel on the athletic football show. Um, Mike Vrabel, who, of course, let go by the Tennessee Titans, yeah. was a candidate for several different jobs this cycle mm-hmm. and ended up not getting one of them. Right, right. My feeling is he'll be, I think he's the number one candidate right now for whatever openings exist in 2025 that's neither here nor there it might be neither here nor there if the if there's owners out there that feel the way diana rossini is outlining right here um she says this about mike vrabel i don't think there was a fit for him i don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for i had a gm at the senior bowl who mentioned to me vrabel's physical build yeah that he's a very large human being (laughs) and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be part of these decisions and that is a factor (laughs) end quote (laughs) that was what a a, a scout told him or a a, a gm at the senior bowl yeah Uh, yeah. (laughs) mike rabel just might be too big literally too big a human being who uh who were the owners and or gms that were too scared of mike rabel to hire him this which teams which teams thought like oh he's big and scared that's the job he reminds me of the jock that used to give me swirlies i don't i don't want mike rabel in this organization okay i don't think i don't think it would have been the owners of the commanders because they've been around nba players who are very large human beings i don't think it was the chargers the Spanos family, because no. they they hired Jim Harbaugh, who himself has kind of got some scary tendencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about Arthur Blank in Atlanta? 
shied away from Belichick, who's an intimidating human being. Was he intimidated by both Belichick and Vrabel? I think it's a possibility. He's hired some beta males like Mike Smith. He has, yeah. And uh, Bobby Petrino, kind of a beta, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. What, what's Arthur Smith these last couple of years? Just a big years? oaf, I yeah, guess. Yeah, a yeah. Nepo baby. Right. He hired a Nepo baby. He's mm-hmm. like, you remind me of my own spoiled son. <laughs> I like the... <laughs> yes. I've got grandkids like you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Was D- Vrabel interviewed with Carolina? Was Dave Tepper scared off by gargantuan human being? Mike I think Vrabel? they. Fi- I think they fought. <laughs> okay. I think Dave Tepper and Mike Vrabel fought, <laughs> and, and then Vrabel. Lost. I think Vrabel. Never mind. Never mind. Swirled him, or I could see. I. I uh, never I'm mind. I'm just going to let you use your discretion. I don't know where you're going. Okay. I think. <laughs> what if Vrabel cuckolded uh, okay. Dave Tepper? <laughs> I knew whatever it was you were going to say eventually. I could see it. I could totally see it. Yeah. Dave Tepper doesn't stand for that. He's old school. <laughs> Listen, there's two things I know about modern football. Your coach has to be a quarter. Your quarterback has to be like a point guard, yeah. and your coach can't have cuckolded you. No. Yeah. Two immutable truths. Yes. Um, I'm trying to go through the other. Seattle. Uh, she seems like, okay, if there's one thing I know about the owners who actually have a set of gonads to hire, right. the, the football bully, right, gonads. It's, um, it's, uh, it's Martha Ford's granddaughter there she in hired Detroit. Dan Campbell. She hired Dan Campbell. Large alpha And Amy male. Adams Strunk yeah. hired Mike Vrabel, who uh, apparently is too scary for any of these other half-men uh, to hire. Hired and fired Mike Vrabel. She sat Mike Vrabel down and he put him in his place. Gave him a talking to and said, get... Beat it. Get out of here. Called him Buster. Yeah, scram. She said, listen, Buster, she said, I'm not in for these shenanigans. <laughs> scram. Get your ass out of here. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. <laughs> Go embarrass Dave Tepper for me. Do you? This is like one of the weirdest reports I've ever seen. Like Mike Vrabel's physical <laughs> build it, might I be feel, a reason he didn't get a job. I feel like uh, we got to go over there and grab Rossini today and yeah. uh, get her get her out. I that GM had to have been joking. You think? And she took it seriously. Okay, how about this? Maybe if you're speaking kind of colorfully, okay. but maybe there's like uh, I could see an owner kind of like maybe it happened with Belichick being like, listen, uh, look. I don't need. I want to own this team, and I want to run it my way. I don't need some guy like Belichick coming in and treating me like I'm an idiot. Yeah, you know. And maybe maybe they felt the same way about Vrabel, but I don't. I don't know how much the physical stature had to do. with No, it. but there were a lot of stories in the end, like that last year of Vrabel really wanting to take control of things in the building. Yeah. So I could see where he would be intimidating, and you just conflate his actual physical size with yeah. the intimidation. It's bad news for time. bad news for Dave Zimmer or Mike Zimmer. I mean. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mike Zimmer's intimidating. He is intimidating. He's not big like Mike Vrabel is, but he is intimidating. That's He's scarier than Vrabel, though. Is he? To yeah. You? I, think, I think Zimmer would still fight you. Yeah. Vrabel knows oh, enough. Yeah. He's been arrested at a convenience store. Yeah. He, got, he had his purse snatched in West University. He, like, he knows like, he's got to be careful right. about being. So I think Vrabel, Vrabel, Vrabel knows because he's been the big guy his whole life, yeah. he knows how to avoid the fight. Yeah. I feel like Mike Zimmer's probably been in three fist fights in the last decade already. Maybe. Might be one right now as we speak. Um, the Cleveland Browns introduced Ken Dorsey as their new offensive coordinator. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is everybody. This is the most unbelievable audio you'll hear in the next decade. Yes. Here is Ken Dorsey when he was asked about his new pupil, quarterback Deshaun Watson. He's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league, and um, from everything I've I've heard about him, uh, a really quality human being. So I'm just excited about that opportunity. Okay. How? What? What? How can you say it like that? Ken, Ken doesn't have the internet. What do you? From all that I've heard about him. Okay. See, 
If he had just said, you know, I've talked to people that are close to him and I feel really good about him and he's a good person, or whatever, you know, that's going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. He said, from everything I've heard right, about him. Right, right, right. What did he say? He's, he's a quality of He's a quality It's eight human. seconds. Play it one more time. He's man. one of the premier quarterbacks in this league, and um, from everything I've, I've heard about him, uh, a really quality human being. So I'm just excited about that opportunity. Um, also, and then he took it. Then uh, the owner's wife there gave him the eyes, and he was like, "And from what I've and uh, he's a very quality human, except he's also still very much in therapy, working on these these <laughs> D. issues." D. Haslam's giving D. lessons. I on talked therapy. to D. Haslam. I talked to D. Haslam about him for a while, and D. said that like he's a quality human being who's in seven hours of therapy per yeah, day yeah. to work on all of the things that are wrong with him. Hey Ben, play that. Get it queued up one more time, and pause when I tell you to pause. Like as I'm listening to that cut. Hit play, Ben. He's one of the premier quarterbacks in this league. And, um, All right, hit pause, hit pause. I'm like, okay, well, I don't know about that anymore. Boy, that's yeah. a bad take right now. I don't know how Ken Dorsey could possibly have a worse take than that one about Deshaun <laughs> Watson being one of the premier quarterbacks in the league. Ben, continue. From everything I've, I've heard about him, uh, a really quality human being, so I'm just okay, excited well, he about came that. up with an even worse take two <laughs> seconds later. Wow. <laughs> Boy, that is a bad eight seconds for you, Ken Dorsey. A lot of people might not remember or realize that, if you remember a couple of years ago, there was a huge tantrum by an offense coordinator in the box. Yes, that was, that was Ken, Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. Yeah, a lot of people didn't know it at the time. Yeah, yeah. Was a, he had that huge tantrum. Every time you look at I, I honestly, I thought that the coach cam was really bad for Ken Dorsey. Yeah. I didn't think he was – not just that ten, tantrum. He's got kind of a dorky look to him. Yeah. And he looks kind of lost and, and confused every time they zoom to him on that OC yeah, cam. it's a bad look. And uh, I, he's, he's definitely not going to be a head coach. Uh, like no. that's if I'm grading his podium presence, that that was a that was a really dumb thing he to say. Be happy he got an offensive coordinator's job again. You know who you know who cringed when he said that? Who? Deshaun Watson. Yeah, yeah, because Deshaun Watson sees that he's like, ah, oh, great. Uh, yeah, there comes another round uh, of uh, yeah. Looking at his push notifications <laughs> at Deshaun Watson getting pepper. I didn't do anything. What? It's, it's morons calling me a good human being. I haven't done anything, but. But trust me, right. I'm in therapy for the thing I didn't do. I haven't done okay? anything that I've had to settle a lawsuit for in like three years. I'm okay? very much in therapy and working on these things that aren't actually an issue at all. <laughs> right. So don't worry. Yeah, that's the best. Nobody has to worry about hiring, yeah. uh, you know, me hiring them because I'm, right. I'm in therapy for something that isn't a problem at all. Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider, is going to join us here on set here on Radio Row coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, welcome back. Payne and Pendergast, Sports Radio 610. If you listen to this show, you know that at this time, each and every Tuesday, we get a chance to talk to our Odyssey NFL insider, Ross Tucker. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. This particular episode with Ross Tucker. We get to do live and in person here on Radio Row. And of course, our Radio Row trip is presented 
by Yingling Flight, the greatest light beer on the planet, which uh, Ross got a big smile on his face when he saw our Yingling placard here. Okay, so, be, I mean, be careful. everybody just needs to relax right now because yeah. I'm about to take over the segment. All right, so first of all, I love hanging out with Sean and Seth. 5.25 a.m. Hell yeah. In Vegas. That's right. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> they make you walk through the casino to get here. You've got a very, like, uh, this is why I woke up in bed with type of uh, feel to you right now. Like, oh, boy. Well, I've, made, I've made choices in my life. I, I will say this, and uh, hopefully the, the listeners can relate to this. It's so awesome to see people in person yeah. after you talk to them all year like I do with you guys. And I walked through the casino, 4.22 a.m. There's a guy at a slot machine. Just getting a head massage at a slot machine. And I asked the, uh, the massage therapist, how much does this cost? I thought maybe there was a chance like it was free as long as you're like at a slot oh, yeah. machine. Yeah. And she's like $2 per minute. It's $2, $2 okay. a minute. They were this same. I don't, it was probably a different lady, but same service. I was playing blackjack last night at the link where we're staying. I'd never seen this before. She's walking up to people sitting playing blackjack, asking if you want a massage. She's holding like a... Big, like, foam torso-shaped thing. She's like, do you want a massage? And I'm like, no. It sounds delightful. <laughs> it sounds like, like a great way to spread lice. $2. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me put my hands in such <laughs> hair. Did you have some sanitizer or anything? put my hands in Ross's <laughs> it was My two, wife would freak out. $2 a minute. Spe- yeah. Speaking, by the way, of my wife, we got to talk about Yingling for a second. Yes, yes. First of all, year over year, I just saw, they're up over 70%. And I don't know how much of that they directly relate to 610 and Sean and Seth. Sounds yeah. like it coincides. Yeah. But, you, but, you know, yeah. but you know, like, okay, uh, I grew up like 30 minutes south of Yingling. Yeah. Okay, it's Pottsville. It's the start of the coal region. And I'm in Reading, 30 minutes south. So we take a lot of pride in it, yeah. right? It's America's oldest brewery. And I'm a big brewery tour guy. Mm-hmm. So most of them are pretty similar. Literally caves. Like literally caves. caves in the mountain. That's where they used to keep the beer cold. Yeah. So it, it Pottsville's on a mountain, and like that's how they kept the beer cold back in the eighteen hundreds. Uh-huh. Caves. It's incredible. And also, my wife has a family propane business, and they just recently got the Yingling account because that's where the propane business it is. Sounds like right they probably use Yingling. a lot of propane. Well, I, I don't know about that. I I know this though. It tastes even better since they've been using my wife's propane. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the shift. That, uh, yeah. I, I am directly relating all 70% increase in sales. Yeah. You can taste the cuppies propane. You're like the Peggy you Hill of the coal region. This is, uh, yeah, like, uh, this is good. I didn't know this about It's you. so funny, too, because, I mean, like, I don't know, maybe 14, 15 years old? It was like, like <laughs> the first yeah, time. Oh, yeah, this was, oh, so you got some good memories. You had a sip. Some good memories. Some good memories. By the way, you like my Battle Red uh, Army? Is that yeah. what you guys call it's it? Battle, my battle Red. Red. Yeah, it was good of you to Texans. show up with that at the uh, to, to, to uh, sit with the two what was the, guys. What was the big takeaway for you guys from the Ravens? Chiefs game because it directly relates to the Texans moving forward. Did you kind of want the Ravens to beat the Chiefs' brains in? Yes, and feel like yeah. okay, yeah, that was a feeling. Like after you lost the Ravens game, there was this feeling of like, well, this is just an unstoppable force. <laughs> this is uh, like, I don't know, I don't know who's going to beat Lamar Jackson. And, and, and we've the never Ra- said this before about yeah. Lamar Jackson, and yeah. I still feel that way. I just wonder why they didn't. <laughs> I 
I wonder why it seems like they took the Texans more seriously than the Chiefs. They just look. Like, okay, what did the Ravens do at halftime? They modified their game plan because the Texans were blitzing with some success. They, the 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 Ravens had three straight three and outs before the half, and they realized, oh, okay, we're gonna have to shorten some things up, not take any chances. And they just they didn't do that against the Chiefs. They just thought that somehow their greatness was gonna roll over them somehow. I, I would love to go through every year of NFL Super Bowl history and try to determine how many years I don't think the best team won the Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah. Because I thought the Ravens were the best team this year. I thought the Eagles were the best team last year. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs beat them both. I think, you know, because there's a bunch of years where the team that was the best the whole season does not win it. Yeah. I think we like that. I feel like that doesn't happen as much like in, in the NBA. I do think this is where this is where our angle from being in Houston comes in, I think. I do. I, I never quite bought into this before, but now I totally see the value of playoff experience. Oh, and yeah. that in these moments, in these critical moments, the team that has – I don't want to oh. say the team that doesn't blink because it all comes down to individuals, but the Chiefs just simply have more guys on their team who don't blink. Well, you know, they've been, they've been there before. And I wonder how much of that is playoff pedigree and experience and how much of it is just – Mahomes is your quarterback. Yeah, yeah that Because when I was in yeah. New England, I'm just telling you guys, like, no matter what the score was, yeah, like down 17 in the third quarter, there was no panic. There was no, and it was almost like, how is Brady going to win this one for us? Like, mm-hmm. and I think that's what the Chiefs are at with Mahomes. They came out in that game and they punched the Ravens right in the mouth. But to your point about playoff experience, Ravens had three stupid turnovers, right? The dumb yep. penalties, yep. and then the Lions. I have never seen a team pee down their leg like the Lions yeah. did. I, and I, that was hard. I'm not a Lions fan. I'm from Eastern Pennsylvania. That was hard to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, that was hard to watch those guys, like, just professional players just dropping passes mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that, no, and I think you're exactly right when it comes to, like, what do you do in crucial situations? And with the Chiefs in that AFC Championship game, okay, they did what they had to do in the first couple drives. And, like, Mahomes wasn't magnificent the rest of the game at all, but he also knew that he knew where they were in the game and that it was about not making mistakes as much as it was, as it was producing. And, uh, like, I feel like Monken, I mean, Monken, first time with that, you know, first year with that team, kind of peed down his leg and realized that, like, oh, yeah. Uh, being down ten isn't that big a deal I'd be when furious. you got this offense. Yeah. You, why if, did they? If panic? I were a Ravens fan, or especially a Ravens offensive lineman, I'd be furious. Yeah, I'm okay losing as long as I feel like we went down doing what we do. Yeah, one design run for Lamar Jackson, six runs by the running back, three runs for Gus Edwards. Gus I mean, Edwards, yeah, and against the Chiefs, who the Bills had just run it right down their throat the week before. Yeah, very frustrating. I will say this. One of my big takeaways for you guys is, is C.J. Stroud going to be a Mahomes in the playoffs or is he going to be more a Lamar in the playoffs? We don't, you know, he's only had two. Yeah. I would say the early results were very encouraging because he played awesome against Cleveland and even against Baltimore. I never felt like the moment was too big for him. He didn't take any sacks. He was poised. He was calm. I think I told you guys this week, but that one play where he was mic'd up or Roquan Smith's mic'd up and he goes out of bounds and he says to Roquan, you want to hit me so bad? Like, yeah. who says that? Yeah. <laughs> like, who, who's like calm and relaxed and confident enough to say that? There yeah. were moments from the TV copy where I thought maybe the porous protection had gotten to him and he was fleeing the, the pocket too often. When you go back and you watch the end zone copy, 
man, there there was usually somebody coming up. Yeah. There was a Matabike or somebody else like that coming free, and it was probably appropriate to flee when he did. So yeah. I didn't look like – I don't think he lost composure. I think the offense was just not there to go, to go up against the defense. In like hindsight, that. you know what was a bad look is the ra- uh, is the, the Texans' jump false starting so much. Yeah, yeah. that was bad. And you compare yeah. it to the next week where the Chiefs didn't once. Yeah. Right. I don't know if a team a that's notorious ex- for, yeah, for I don't know false if that's a playoff moment experience thing or moment, what. It felt like the moment was too big for them. And but then, yeah, and the noise. I mean, the noise got to them yeah. where it didn't get to the Chiefs. Yep. Well, yeah. also, in fairness, the Chiefs kind of took the crowd out of the game, right? I mean, yeah, you go right on two 80-yard yeah. drives and right, right down the, the The Ravens fans were all like, you could tell at the start of the game, the energy, the Ravens fans, I was on the sideline. Like, they, they thought they were going to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. First conference championship game in over 50 years. After those first two drives, everybody's faces changed. Oh, yeah. Their expression was like, it was like Rocky Four, where it's like, Oh man, this <laughs> the, nobody told this guy that this isn't a real fight. <laughs> yeah, and, and you got to remember too, it's it comes after an entire season of them beating their chests about how Lamar Jackson is different this time, and these are all stupid old narratives about him failing in the playoffs. Well, he was great in the second yeah. half against the Texans. Right. Sure was. Yeah, absolutely. Right, but after that game, it turns into and and honestly, yeah, he was great if Zay Flowers had held onto the ball. Going into the end that zone, I, you know, like two bad turnovers. It's, I, it's just the way we remember things. Is uh, yeah, there was no touchdown. You there. know, the flip side is for the Texans' perspective. Like the Chiefs aren't going to win three in a row, so maybe on some level, it's good if the Chiefs win this one because it's like that uh, next it year. Open. Yeah, the next year, like, someone's going to. Ha- they're not going to win three in a row. Right. They're, not gonna, they're probably won't even get to three in a row. So, so like, so like the Chiefs winning, I guess. Uh, leaves a little something for everybody else maybe next Travis year. Travis Kelsey getting 10 receptions in the first half last week just pissed me off. <laughs> that was a little depressing. Just, yeah, <laughs> that was a little depressing. <laughs> that's where, like, playoff Gronk was still playoff Gronk, you know, even after he had long lost a lot of his athleticism and, and regular season power. Ross Tucker's our Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men have skin, too. Hey, we were, we've been discussing the Texans in free agency, and I'm curious to get your thoughts. Uh, running back is a position of need for them for sure. Um, where are you on Saquon Barkley as far as a in general, but also as a as a possibility for the, the Texans in free agency? Love Saquon Barkley as a player. Mm-hmm. Has a decent injury history, mm-hmm. and my issue with him going back to Penn State. I've watched a lot of Saquon Barkley. Yeah, that's why I ask. He's kind of feast or famine. Yep. He. He's still probably the most explosive. Oh, no, the Gibbs guy for the Lions is right. crazy. But, but Saquon, for 230 pounds, is the most explosive guy. And he's good out of the backfield. He can give you big plays. But I don't think all running backs that average four and a half yards a carry are created equal. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is if you average four and a half, but it's a lot of zero, zero, negative one, one, and 30 the 30 is great but the zero and one those really hurt those drives really hurt those drives on the one hand i feel like it would be out of character for casario to spend that much on a running back on the other hand you know i was in new england when they when they brought Corey dillon in. Mm-hmm. like they now i don't remember what his contract was and they and they got him for peanuts right so that's probably they traded him for the, i think the Bengals for peanuts so maybe that was part of it um, I they value that position. I feel like more than others, but it's just such a it's such a young person's position. And I'm also not convinced that Saquon's a great zone runner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think he's more of a gap scheme guy, yeah. like Damian Pierce, like hit it downhill. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to draft 
a guy that they think is a zone runner to pair with Singletary. Let me ask you this. This is my pet theory. Tell me if it's crazy or if there's something to this. When it comes to running backs now, I'm actually more inclined to like a guy who's on his third contract. I am shocked that Seth can cross his legs, by the way. Like this? He's very flexible. But, dude, you have big legs. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, there's no way I could ever do that. Yeah. Secondly, like... I, I this I'm convinced I could have been a better player. I didn't yeah. realize until after I was in the NFL. I have the world's tightest glutes, mm-hmm. and this is what people driving to work in Houston, Texas, right now need to know. Need to know. Yeah, <laughs> I've, sounds I've, like a humble brag to me. I, part of it too is I've sprayed so much of that desensitizing spray on my genitalia over the years that uh, it doesn't. Just, it doesn't everything bother slides me around down there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I've, I've yeah. increased my endurance. But like, like five of all or so people, just, yeah. look how big his legs He's are. Very now. flexible. And you still sit there with, with your legs oh, like, like he should like have a, a dainty uh, English cup, gentleman, like a yeah. cup of tea with his pinky out. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, so my pet theory. Yeah. As I now remember, I'm sitting like this. Which yes. Looks intelligent. It does. It does. Um, it looks yeah. smarter when you say that. Uh, so I tend to think that I actually prefer a running back who's endured and made it through his second contract because I feel like he's closer to being Frank Gore status at that point. Where Derrick Henry, he did get injured a couple years ago, but for the most part, he he earned his second contract. I trust him more going into his third contract than I do almost any running back at all going into his second contract because we know the history of these guys that get their second contract and fall apart. They're just going to draft one. Yeah. I mean, I hear what you're saying, but... Um, but let's I say it's a non-Texans team, and you're just looking at those. I, there's a part of me that just trusts Derrick Henry more than I trust Josh Jacobs or Saquon Barkley you know or I will say, else. You know what I will say about that? The market for running backs is getting so depressed yeah. that they're, it's, they're almost undervalued now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I look at some of these guys and, like, what they get. I'm like, you're going to tell me that that guy's not worth $6 million a year for your team? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I guarantee he is. Yeah. Or even like these guys that got franchised, Josh Jacobs and all those guys, like they they were worth it. Ross Tucker's our Odyssey NFL insider. Insider calls brought to you by Old Spice. Men <laughs> He's have trying to cross his legs skin now. too. I know this is fa- is that the other leg now? I yeah. lost track. No, no, okay. I, I, I have really tight seconds. glutes. Yeah, and yeah. it's like oh, this is a way to help that. Yeah. Isn't this your time of year, like Valentine's Day? Isn't That's why I'm wearing the red. Right, right, We're a right. Week away from Val. Oh, now Seth's taking a picture of me. Yeah, to That's put on social media. Look fat. At least, at least that. tag at Ross Tucker on a thought. No, you know what? This is how pathetic. Well, you guys know I have that business, myfrontpagestory.com. That's why I say it. Yeah, which is by far the best Valentine's Day gift I've ever heard of. They literally write a story about your significant other. Looks like on the cover of the newspaper, Houston Chronicle, framed myfrontpagestory.com. It's amazing, but. I'm I'm part owner of the company, so I can't give that to my wife. Yeah. I literally said to her before I left for this trip, what are you thinking for Valentine's Day? She's like, I don't know. I don't care. I said, what, do you want to use one of those gift cards I got you for Christmas? Like, tell <laughs> nice me that's move. not pathetic. No, that's pathetic. <laughs> that, I, I, I got her like four gift cards for Christmas, <laughs> and I'm trying to like utilize one of those. Uh, yeah, but you call pathetic. On February 14th. That's efficiency. For Valentine's Day. You're peak James Harden right here. With <laughs> anyway, don't, don't, don't be like me. Don't be like Seth. <laughs> my no. front page Go story. to myfrontpagestory.com. Myfrontpagestory.com. Seriously, I mean, do, you, do your wives listen to the show? My wife does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah mine okay, does so too. you can't, so you can't say right now what you got. Yeah, no. I so can't. after we go to commercial, you can like tell me. You, okay, let's be honest. We're in the trust tree right here. Nobody, right. Nobody's listening. Have you already gotten something 
for your wife for Valentine's Day? Uh, I got a restaurant reservation. That's what yeah. I got. Okay, for her. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. We're going. I've out got to something eat. in the works that's yeah. uh, that's going to be a big surprise to her. So. Oh, okay. myfrontpagestory.com. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I, she's expecting it now. <laughs> yeah, it, it honestly, it honestly is very, very much like that. It's, oh, uh, it's very similar. Great, not, he's, oh. he's supporting our competitor. No, no nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. Thank like you, it. Seth. It's not. It's something I'm doing on my own, but it's in that same. Let me vein, hop on the know? other Houston radio station. Where, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are they? <laughs> They're not here. Damn it! <laughs> we are. Thanks to Yingling Flight, it all comes back. That's around. amazing. I didn't even know they had Yingling. I actually hired. Yeah, this. they just got it in Texas a couple years ago. Dude, uh, anybody listening, I can't even emphasize enough. Yingling is incredible. Yes, I grew up on it. Many will tell you that I would not have made the NFL without keg after keg of Yingling over my childhood. I love that greatest library that, of that all should, time. That should actually be um, their slogan, and yeah. like I should be their endorser. Like if you want to make the NFL. You need to start drinking Yingling when well, you're easy. 15 years. I'm just kidding. I don't need the, the Pendergast money over to Tucker in the endorsement department. <laughs> you got enough scuttle coming in. All right, Ross Tucker, our Odyssey NFL insider. Ross, great to see you, man. Always yeah. awesome to see you guys in person. All right, good stuff. Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL uh, on Twitter if you want to get him there. All right, um, we're going to get to headlines, top of the hour. Okay, our colleague Figgy Fig had a take yesterday on In the Loop that is one of the craziest takes that I've ever heard about one of the greatest musicians of all time. A conspiracy theory from Figgy is coming up next. Yingling Flight presents Sports Radio 610 live from Radio Row. Coming to you live from Las Vegas. Here's Payne and Pendergast. All right, uh, top of the hour, we'll do our 8 at 8, the Ocho, our 8 stories to get your day going. we got some good ones here from the Super Bowl. Live on Radio Row, uh, Yingling Flight. Ross Tucker, I'm getting texts from my Yingling people. They really like Ross's de facto live read for Yingling Flight that he did. <laughs> His infomercial for Yingling Flight. Oh, yeah, they got excited about they that. They got excited well, about that, Yingling yeah. Yingling guys are actual listeners. They are. They really, they're, they're huge Sean Pendergast Big fans. supporters of the show. Big pain in Pendergast Sometimes fans. I worry they're going to hire you away from us. <laughs> to, to, like to move to beer? Just, no, just to come and sit and talk sports with them. <laughs> like at the company cafeteria. I'll do it as an appearance, but I will not let it interfere with the show. You have my commitment on that. Um, so I'm listening. We can do it from their cafeteria. I, we can both go. Yeah, their hey. dining their dining room. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm listening to In the Loop yesterday, uh, and as I'm eating lunch over in the food court over here, and um, the guys are just sort of chopping it up about. I think the Grammys they were talking about. This is how they got yeah. on the topic because Taylor Swift won. Uh, he won a bunch of Grammys, and they were talking about who's won the most Grammys for album of the year. And Stevie Wonder's name comes up, yeah. And then out of nowhere, I get one. I hear one of the wildest conspiracy theories from the person on In the Loop, who I would say would be least prone to conspiracy theories, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The most level-headed person on that show is the producer Figgy Fig. Uh, when it comes to Landry Lopez and Figgy Fig, I would think he'd be the one least inclined for this. But here's what happened yesterday on In the Loop when the guys got on the topic of Stevie Wonder. That was literally the blind leading the blind. To go find the bathroom. <laughs> so, do you think he's blind? I think he is. I think he just knew where the bathroom was and said, "Here, I'll show." Dude, they you. show him like catching microphones. But they were like, like uh, I don't know if it was Bruce Springsteen or something that said. Well, so, maybe he knows his steps. That's what I'm saying. He already knew where it was. Uh, but, but it, it was it kind of fed into that whole narrative of is he really that blind? Figgy, is he blind? <laughs> I don't think so. 
Oh. Oh, he is. I don't oh, come on. We got a conspiracy come theorist. On. We got a conspiracy theorist I don't here. think so, but I think that's his whole brand, so he got to roll with it. Oh, wow. Blindness is a brand. So, so do you think... That, that, was think his, when, that was his brand, man. No, a, it is. So a blind person home? playing the piano and singing and all that stuff. So how did he develop this? Like, you, you think when he goes home... Like, did they have, like, pictures of... When did they say he became blind? <laughs> you think when he goes home, he's just like... <laughs> playing video games a, I could just see his Asian art so hear me out on this <laughs> we want you to be blind we want you to be blind here's your chance I okay. think he was blind at one point but I think it got better along the years and now he's just rolling with it age related age related macular Dude, regeneration I know it was a That's long like, way to get to that last money shot right there <laughs> he was blind and then he got better. Figgy, the whole thing about Stevie Figgy Wonder, off the top rope. Like Stevie Wonder was, he was a child prodigy. Right. Like for him to have faked blindness, it goes back to when he was, he was first signed uh, by by Motown at age 11. Okay. So somewhere all of Presumably school, blind, right? school children. He was born six weeks premature. Okay. Uh, it, it, it had some kind of eye disorder. Mm-hmm. And so he would have had to fake it from infancy onward. Boy, uh, that's commitment to, to the bit right there. Shaq, Shaq had a story at one point. It was like I, the first time I had heard about this was in 2019. Okay. Um, when Shaq, which everybody should always take with 100% literal interpretation when he's saying this on Inside the NBA, of course. Uh, said that he he got on an elevator, um, and Wonder Stevie Wonder, according to Shaq, uh, recognized the NBA player immediately. Uh, he comes in, says, "What's up, Shaq?" Presses the button. It's a true story. Presses the button, gets off on the floor by himself, goes to his room. I read that and immediately I think, okay, it was a Stevie Wonder impersonator. Like a hundred percent. Like like what the hell? Like that's obviously a Stevie Wonder impersonator. And, like, and Shaq's selling like, it like it's the, the real Stevie Wonder. Does Shaq think that Stevie Wonder, if he had spent a lifetime faking blindness, would be dumb enough to get on an elevator and basically blow his cover? This is when I choose to blow my cover. Is uh, is uh, is on an elevator with Shaq. With one of the most famous people on the face of the earth with yeah. a huge following who will tell this story to everybody he knows. Yes. I went and called every person I knew and told the story. They didn't believe me. And then I guess there's a bunch of other video out there. I've seen a couple of the clips. Let me, let me tell you this honestly. I don't trust a single damn video I see anymore. Yeah. Uh, if, if it's any kind of a conspiracy. Yeah, uh, it's true. I would, uh, I'm very highly skeptical of uh, this, this theory that Stevie Wonder is not indeed blind. Uh, yeah, no, I am too. I just thought the last part was funny where Figgy said he was blind but he got better. Like he <laughs> he started out blind, and then through, at some point he's like, you know, I'm going to keep being blind. Didn't didn't he? Did he go through some kind of medical thing where maybe he could have gotten? Better? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I didn't even know he was a premature baby. I just learned that from you just now. Do you think it would help Stevie Wonder's career hurt it if he did like all of a sudden have his sight restored through some medical procedure? Um, I think. Uh, no, I don't think it would hurt his career at all. His music, his music. Yeah. I don't. When I hear Stevie Wonder music, I, it doesn't pop in my head like, "Oh, this is blind Stevie Wonder." Like, I yeah, just, it's not like some I gimmick like that music. helps him or anything. Yeah, like, no, yeah. this music sounds the same. Who cares? I would be happy for him. There used to be way more blind singers that were popular in America, though. Ronnie Millsap. A, yeah, Roy Orbison. Roy was Roy Orbison blind, or did he just wear shades? Yeah, he was blind at AF. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't that was know this that. whole deal. Okay. Roy, oh, Roy Orbison. I'm getting him mixed up with Rick Ocasek. From the cars. Okay. Who was married to he Paulina Poroskova. He wears the dark shades. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got him mixed up. Same initials. They and, told and Roy kind Or- of the same look. They told Roy Orbison he was married to Paulina Poroskova. <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, she's hot as hell. Yeah, right. yeah sure, Roy. She's she hot. doesn't yeah, feel worry. hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, there were, there were way more. I can't think of a single okay. uh, a single really famous blind singer right now. Right now, no. Maybe no. it was a gimmick that helped. Hmm. Of all the blind singers, who is most likely to not be blind? You know Ray Charles was definitely blind. Ray Charles for sure was definitely blind. There's at least one. There's at least a conspiracy <laughs> I theory guess, about I guess I, I have to answer by definition Roy Orbison because I didn't really, I wasn't really well aware of that. You didn't know he that was he blind. was blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just knew, knew he sang anything that you want. That seems like you know. an odd thing not to know. Unless Sorry. I'm completely wrong and he's actually sighted. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Um, hey, did you hear? Um, I know you heard because I, 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 I think I showed it to you. My uh, my. My daughter's uh, boyfriend is going to yeah. be on Survivor this year. By the way, uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Charlie's yeah, going to be on Survivor yeah, this yeah, year. Yeah, I've got the audio of his. Uh, you look like you look something up over there. You got. Sorry, look I got a face. Roy Orbison thing going on here. I don't okay. know if he's blind or just incredibly poor eyesight. Okay, see, maybe I'm maybe I'm not such a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I think I am the dumb one. Yeah, I think I always assumed he was blind. Huh. Hmm. My have, have a turntable. I was the dumb <laughs> <laughs> Derek Newton. Um, <laughs> Derek Newton. <laughs> That's our safe word <laughs> for Seth's dumminess. Um, so you know what? I'll save this because I've got the audio. We're about to get to the eight at eight o'clock. But yeah, my daughter, my daughter's boyfriend is going to be on uh, this season of Survivor. They unveiled his video yesterday. They unveiled the cast yesterday. So we'll, I'll save that for the 8 o'clock hour. Oh, I didn't realize I how close we were to 8 o'clock. I feel like we can play it. I want everybody, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested in our listeners' analysis of how he's going to do on Survivor yeah, based, yeah. On, that based video, on the video. Based on the audio from that video. Okay, well, let's, let's make sure we play it where we got a little bit of runway. So we'll do that in the 8 o'clock hour. Um, but, yeah, he's one of the 18 contestants on there. So we've got okay. the audio of his introductory video, and we'll get the assessment from the listeners as to how we think he does. And we'll also castigate Roy Orbison for faking his <laughs> Blindness, even though <laughs> he never, Seth, at least. even though he never actually faked it. <laughs> Seth, so, he was faking it for an audience of one. So everybody, listen to me. Stevie Wonder is definitely blind, and that comes from a guy who thought Roy Orbison went blind, was right. blind even when he wasn't. So, right. so if anybody knows for sure that Stevie Wonder is blind, it's got to be me. You can trust me on this. I like how you thought I was the biggest idiot in the world that I thought Roy, that I thought Roy Orbison could see. I still think you're dumb for other reasons. No, for sure. There's definitely yeah. several other things that you could get me for. Uh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. I can't wait to check the text line after this. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.